Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, who do we have? We have one of our favorite returning guests, Larissa Gaines. She is a native of Olive, Olive Branch, Mississippi, where she is a junior at Lewisburg High School and member of the varsity dance team. She loves singing, songwriting, dancing, modeling, competing in pageants, and talent competitions. Larissa is the current Miss North Mississippi Teen Volunteer and will compete in the Miss Mississippi Teen Volunteer Pageant in July. She has also held the state title of Junior Miss Magnolia State in 2021. And we're excited to welcome her back and just yeah. talk about some updates that she has going mm -hmm. on. And for those of you that have been watching our show, you know that it's been three weeks, four it weeks has. since we've done a show yeah, because of death and the family right. and all that. Yes, so we've been going through all that, but we're back. We're, we're back. here. We're but ready. we may be a little rusty, but we're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm really, really excited. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been on. I came on sometime last year with my Junior Miss Bengali State title, I think, believe, towards the end. And it was an amazing experience. We talked about a lot of really, really good stuff. And then, as y'all know, because y'all allowed me to do so, y'all had one of my favorite people on the entire face of the planet, Caitlin Vogel, on y'all's show. And I got to come on here and ask her some questions, which was just an amazing opportunity. I look up to that woman so, so much. She's just amazing. And it was great. You know, if I'd have thought about it a little further in advance, I would have asked, could I have you come on live and ask her? Yeah. Right. I would have loved that. I believe whenever the episode was airing, I was actually at an event somewhere. So I remember being oh. in the back room and I was, I had a, I had a small little itty bitty break. I was in the back and I was like, oh my God, that's me. I'm talking to Caitlin Bogle through video. And I was just freaking out. It was so, so exciting. That yes. is awesome. So like I start on every episode, you know, COVID has been a really tough for a lot of people. It has, and yeah. Seems to be getting better, we hope. We hope seems so. To be. It's looking um, better, yeah. So what, how did it affect you when it happened in 2020? And since then, what have you done to kind of get through this? So as y'all know, I had my junior family day. I was crowned in November of 2020, and then I reigned through November of 2021, which was an amazing experience. However, it was my first pageant, and so I really had this goal of go big or go home. I wanted to have an incredible year, go from the top of Mississippi to the bottom, and do amazing things, which I did have the opportunity to do. But one thing that I really, really wanted to do is get into schools, and I was unfortunately unable to do that because, one, I did not have my platform as developed as it is now, and I'm very, very happy to say that it's grown a lot. We've developed it a lot. We really, really know how we like to market it now, which is really, really fun because I'm able to go and talk to people about it with a true understanding of what I like to promote. Mm -hmm. But one of the main things that I wanted to do was get into those schools, and I couldn't because of COVID. They weren't ready to let a stranger into their doors, one, and risk the health, and two, risk that I maybe didn't know what I was talking about. And so I am now able to get into those schools, but you know, COVID definitely put a big damper on that. It was one of the main things that I wanted to achieve, but I am very, very happy to say that I have reached over 11 third grade classrooms and spoken wow. to over 500 children in the span of two days in my very own Lewisburg Elementary School, where I have also recorded the anthem for the year, which was their very own integrity style version of Masterpiece by Jesse J, which was just absolutely amazing. They heard my voice every Friday morning, come over the intercom, they're singing it around schools, they recognize me whenever I walk in, and it's just been really, really cool to see that though COVID has put a damper and 
kind of put a halt and been a roadblock in my life. It's now going away and I've been able to defeat it and get past it and be able to be a part of so many new fun things. So since you've been on our show, tell us some of the updates that you've had that you've um, done since then, because you've done a lot. Well, in the past few months, I obviously got my title in January and it was one of the best late Christmas gifts I will have ever received. I remember getting it in the mail. My mom walked in and she was video recording me and she just handed me this package and I had no clue what it was. And I opened it. It was my sash that I'm wearing right now. I'm very, very fortunate to be able to wear it. Um, but I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, I'm competing again. Like I have the opportunity to go and compete in this amazing system that represents so many lovely young ladies all across Mississippi. And with that, I decided that if I want to compete again, I want to have another go big or go home moment where I really, really fight Mm -hmm. to have an amazing year, whether it be win or whether it be placing in top five, or maybe I don't go and do anything at all, but I know that I made an impact in the time that I was preparing for the pageant. And so in my time, I have raised $500 for the Mississippi Miss Amazing organization to send their girls to nationals. It is a program that is built in the interest of young ladies and women with disabilities, making them feel beautiful, making them feel like they have a whole night to themselves and really feel celebrated, which is something that I really wanted to encourage and make sure that Hashtag You're Enough was associated with because, you know, everyday people have these confidence issues and have these degrading mindsets but who's to say that the people who deal with these mental struggles or autism or things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. they can deal with those too just because they don't have maybe nearly as strong of an understanding of the world around them or sometimes they have an even stronger understanding of the world around them it doesesn't diminish the fact that they have feelings too and that they're people and so i really wanted to raise awareness for the fact that they can feel as though they may not be enough but they have that fight in them to get that feeling back. And so I wanted to raise money for that, which was great. And then I obviously announced that I was going to come back on here and talk about my platform and the serve program of volunteer America, which is absolutely amazing. I'm so, so excited for the rest of our interview today. And then I also announced hashtag you enough apparel, which I'm so, so excited about. It is going, all the profits are going towards creating toolkits to send into classrooms. Like you said, at the very, very beginning, COVID does still exist. It's dying down a little bit, but there are just those school districts that aren't ready to have people back inside their doors. They aren't ready to open up. And so I wanted to make sure that if hashtag year enough was going to be in schools all over Mississippi, we truly were going to be in schools all over Mississippi, whether that be physically or whether it be through a DVD video of me explaining some different instances that may have made children feel that, that they weren't enough. I wanted to make sure that we could be there in any way possible and I was ready to do that, but we had to have funds to do so. So that's what we're doing now is we're getting those funds to get into the schools. Well, I love that. Cause you know, all my life, you know, when I look back, I think my biggest issue was I never felt like I was enough. And really when you look at anybody in school, adult, doesn't matter who they are, if they're going through issues and they're going through mental issues and, or they're doing bad stuff, it almost always ties to they never felt like they were enough. Yeah. And one of the main things, hashtag you're enough. I actually, on my first episode of Share Story, Change Your Life on video, we had two cycles prior to doing it on video. And I finally decided that there's only so much that you can say in a short paragraph on an Instagram photo. There's mm-hmm. only so much you can say in a caption. There's only so much that a pretty face on a photo can show you. And I talked to some beautiful young ladies 
through text message, and I felt as though I was getting their story, but I was only being able to portray it through a post in so many words. And so I wanted to create a area, a safe space, where they could be a little bit more vulnerable and where they could dive into a little bit more depth about what happened to them and where they felt as though it was safe to say, this is where I started from and this is where yeah. I am now. And I'm really proud of the progress that I've made because hashtag year enough has about three sayings that we say quite often to kind of get our point across. And one of those is that your pain is your purpose and it's not your punishment. Oh, wow. And that's what Shared Story Change Your Life is about is making sure that these young ladies who go through these awful experiences or these experiences that might not be as pretty as who they are on the outside, mm -hmm. but they understand that it happened to them for a reason. And we dive into a little bit more detail about that in Shared Story Change Your Life. Because I, I know I've always been taught that God will always use your pain for your purpose. You know, a lot of people I say, well, you know, what is my purpose in life? And in most cases, it's tied to your pain. Yeah. And that was my main thing whenever I went to go compete for Junior Miss. And one of my main things whenever I decided that I wanted to keep competing in pageants after November was if I'm going to continue to compete, it started as an initiative to change one life. It really, really did. And I knew the moment that I walked into Junior Miss Magnolia State's competition and we had a whole conversation with the entire dressing room about feeling enough. I was able to talk to one little girl named Jaria and she was absolutely the sweetest. And I got to give her a little bit of motivation and confidence before she hit the stage at Junior. And it was just amazing, but we ended up having so many girls rally around and listen to the conversation and truly felt as though they grew from listening to what I had to say. And so I wanted to really refine that and make an understanding of what hashtag year enough was whenever I continued to compete. And I'm happy to say that we've done that now. Love that. So let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back. Um, right. How did you get started um, doing all this? I mean, was it a passion from day one or was it you led there? I mean, tell us your story a little bit. One thing that a lot of people assume, my mom was Mrs. Mississippi. Oh, wow. In 2014, she competed in the Miss Mississippi system for years. She did extremely well, won talent preliminaries, swimsuit preliminaries, was just overall a very well-rounded young lady. And whenever she decided to stop competing, she had two little girls and she never felt as though she wanted to pressure them into having the same life that she has. Because though as much as I do love pageants, it is a lot to manage, especially with having social life and dance and music and theater. Oh, and juggling it all can be very, very strenuous and time consuming. So she never wanted to feel as though that she was pushing us into that kind of journey. And my sister definitely went in the opposite direction. She did hair and makeup and dance. Oh, and she's definitely more of a tomboy than I am. But I decided that whenever COVID hit, I was extremely bored. There was nothing to do. Everything was getting canceled. And so I wanted to make sure that I was continuing to stay active and continuing to stay busy because that's the life I'd always known. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. Junior Miss Magnolia State competition was continuing to compete at November. And so I decided that I was going to go and try it. And one thing led to another. I ended up winning. I reigned a year. And now here we are. And my platform and the girls I've met and the stories I've heard have become some of my biggest and favorite memories because of the emotions that they hold in them and the things that just can never be taken away from me. I mean, how crazy is that you won your first? I think it's pretty rare, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like to think of it as my first because it 
was my first whenever you look at it, but it's something that I feel as though I was always meant to do. If that makes yeah. sense. It, mm -hmm. To anyone looking on the outside, they're thinking she's never competed in a pageant before. It was her first. But in my head, you know, you have these fantasies of being a princess whenever you're a little girl. You practice in your head all the you, time. You practice it in your head. You think about what you're going to do whenever you're on that stage in a pretty dress. And one of my main things that I felt as though I had accomplished whenever I won was I had made little Larissa very, very proud. And so I didn't think of it as my first. I just thought of it as a finally accomplishing something that I was always meant to do. You know, our little three-year-old, she's got this thing that's really oh, funny. Oh, yes, um, If you ask her, are you cute? She'll say, I'm not cute. I'm a pretty princess. <laughs> I'm a pretty princess. Yes, she's so proud. That is so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that's what adorable, started that, yeah. but it was like one day we, yeah. we were like, you're cute. And she goes, no, and I'm said, not. No. And we're like, well, what are you? I'm a pretty princess. I feel her on that one. My dad has always, always, always since I was born called me Prissa. And every time I have a new friend come around, they're always so confused. They don't know what's happening. They're like, why are they calling you Prissa? It's a mix. It's a mix of Princess and Larissa. So I've always been Prissa. And that's just a sweet little thing that me and my dad have always done. He'll probably call me Prissa until the day I die. So... <laughs> now, as you know, we always like to talk about the other side of it that people don't talk about. Right. Um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in everything you do, and there's a lot of glory there. But there's also yeah. a lot of pain and a lot of sacrifice. And I always want to talk about that side of it so that people can kind of see both sides. So tell us a little bit about what you have had to sacrifice to get to where you are today um, in order to kind of show that, you know what, it's not all fun and games. There is a lot of work. I think one of the main misconceptions or preconceived notations that a lot of people have whenever they look at pageantry is that we are just young ladies and women competing in a gown or going into an interview and cruising our way through it with our likes and our ums and our ands and our butts. But we actually have quite intelligent mindsets more often than not. And you don't realize how much these young ladies sacrifice. I know personally, I always say it doesn't matter how much I sacrifice because I yeah. know that at the end of the day, all the text messages and the DMs on social media and the emails saying that their little girl looks up to me or that I truly changed their life, it's all worth it. So it's all okay. But you know, not having sleepovers with friends, not going to have just these normal everyday things that a normal everyday teenager would get to go do it are things that I've had to sacrifice, but they're mm -hmm. things that I don't really look at as sacrifices because I know that I'm making a difference in someone's life in some other way. So I really view it as all okay at the end of the day, but there are definitely a bunch of things that people look at pageantry and they don't understand. They don't get why we want to be involved. It's a lot of time it's a lot of hours spent you know the wardrobe the hair the makeup the interview prep and the money and that's a big one that's a big one that a lot of people forget they think that we take hours and days and months upon end to get our wardrobe together make sure our hair is the right color make sure our spray tan looks good but at the end of the day you don't win because you look beautiful on stage you win because you are able to be a representative for your state and you are able to do your state justice at a national level and one day become a role model and an idol for little girls and little boys 
all over America, which is a lot of these girls' dreams and goals. All they want to do is reach out and reach the kids and ha give them a role model that they didn't have growing up. So do we see Miss Teen USA eventually coming your way? I don't know. I'm really, really liking the Volunteer America system. They have some great, great values. Their national platform is CERD, which stands for Scholarship, Education, and Responsibility, Volunteerism, and Empowerment, which actually lines up a lot with hashtag you're enough. Before we were in the schools, we definitely focused on that volunteerism, you know, taking responsibility of your actions and knowing where you're going. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't do scholarships, obviously, but the empowerment was a very, very big one in the creation of hashtag you're enough. And now that we are in schools, we can say that we also represent education. And so we really focused with hashtag you're enough, making sure that we knew how it hit each of those points mm -hmm. because we want to make sure that it was well-rounded. And it just so happened that whenever the volunteer America system came around, it lined up perfectly with their national platform. <laughs> And so now hashtag you're enough and serve are pretty similar in the things that they value and respect besides scholarship. And then Mississippi also has its statewide program of drive, which stands for mm -hmm. driving requires this, requires initiative values and education. And our current Mississippi volunteer, Rachel Shoemaker has done amazing things. I was actually able to get her to come into Lewisburg high school and be our prom promise for this year and really talk to the students and have them hear her. And I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards. I got to introduce her, which was amazing. And mm -hmm. I had a lot of people under, not understanding how I had any correlation because though I am the pageant girl at school, they don't always understand why the pageant girl is promoting safe driving or anxiety <laughs> awareness. They don't get it because- Because they yeah, see it's a pageant girl means pretty face. Exactly. They don't realize it's you're you're yes. more than that. Exactly. And so they didn't really understand what's happening. But whenever I kind of got to sit there and talk to some of the students after she left that she was here because she truly wanted to make a difference in y'all's lives. And she really wanted y'all to hear her whenever she said, don't become one of those cases that the, one of the state troopers has to go and knock on the family's doors and say, I'm so sorry, but your son or daughter isn't coming home tonight. Mm -hmm. And she really has a way of digging into the emotional depth of the students that she's around and really getting them to feel what she's saying and making sure that she has an impact. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see any teams behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. And it they doesn't matter if you've got a, yes. it doesn't matter if you got a team of one or a team of 300, like Justin Bieber has. Team still matters, a team though. matters. The village matters. So take a few moments and let's talk about your team. Well, obviously my family, my mom, my sister, my dad, they do so, so much for me, especially my mom. Whenever I had my year as junior miss, we went from the top of Mississippi to the bottom of Mississippi and probably to the east and west sides too. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I only got there because of her. I only wanted She's to- probably me. thinking that, thank God that she don't, y'all didn't live in Texas. Oh yes, Probably. Because Texas <laughs> is definitely much bigger than Mississippi. Uh, yes, yes. But she's the only reason I was prepared to go in there and compete for Junior Miss in the first place. She's the only reason that whenever I did win, I was able to go and talk to as many people and visit as many places as I did. My sister, she is my rock. My sister has been there for me since day one, since everything began to happen. 
and everything became a world of open doors for me and I realized that I have no limitations on what I can achieve and even whenever I want to give up and even whenever I'm ready to say I quit I'm done she's always there to say Larissa you really are making a difference because we're nine years apart me and my sister are and she's told me that through my stories and through the things that I'm doing through social media and the people that I'm going and visiting she says she, I've made an impact on her and so to know that I've made yeah. an impact mm-hmm. on someone that I look up to and that is much older than me is truly just saying that you really have no limitations on who you can impact and then, obviously my that. dad <laughs> he's just my dad has never been a pageant dad and I've always been okay with that <laughs> because when your world revolves around music and dance and the glitz and glamour I always mm-hmm. have him to part to look to and to turn to and to take a break. We'll go on lake trips. We'll go, we went to Missouri, we went to Silver Dollar City and we just have a great time. Even if we're just in the car and he's just taking me to vocal lessons, I always have that moment and that sigh of relief where my life can slow down and I can just talk to my dad about simple things like what's going on at school. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, that's like with us, you know, we try to get away as much as we can, you know, we do the show, we do some other things. We, we, you get so busy and you got two kids and yeah, we're taking them back and trying to, and you know, activities. we've got little Chris and a bunch of different um, BBSs through different churches around oh, yes. this, this month. So it's classes. like so much going on. And so about every few months we try to shoot up to Nashville for like a week and like we're going July 1st for a week, but it's, that's kind of our like, Oh, yeah, we're get a break. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, we need when we go to Nashville, we pretty much need a break coming back because uh, we do so much up there. Yeah. It's like now we need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah, I always like that term vacation from the vacation because I just got back from Alaska and it is hard to pack a crown to go to Alaska. Oh, wow. We oh, had wow. two suitcases each. Uh, duffel. I had my crown box from Magnolia State because obviously that's why I was on that trip to begin with. And so we had to do some promotionals for that um, from whenever I did have my time as Junior Miss. They wanted to have some kind of memoir saying that our Junior Miss, our teen, and our Mrs. were all on that trip. So though I'm not that title holder anymore and my reign has ended, they definitely wanted to still make sure that they had pictures of us in our crown and sashes and enjoying the beautiful times. But now that that chapter of my life has closed, there really is no more time for vacation. I go to dance camp this week and oh, wow. that's not even going to be a vacation. We are work, work, working to make sure that we are prepared in case we go to nationals or whenever we go to state, we're ready and we learn a bunch of new skills. But vacation from a vacation is sometimes just necessary. And I definitely think that after I get done competing, whether I win or whether I place well, no matter what happens, I think that I will definitely be ready to either hold a title with grace and responsibility or take a break for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, because when you go on vacation, you spend so much money, especially with the gas now. It's like, it's like, you know, I know some people say, well, they go and they relax at the hotel. I'm like, I could do that at home. I'm not going to go relax. I'm going to go enjoy the area. Explore. That was one of the best things about Alaska is that we were on a boat and, you know, we had these ports that we were hitting it. We hit Sitka, Skagway, Juneau, Victoria, Canada. So those were all amazing things. But then you also have these at sea days where you literally sit on the boat and you do nothing. And so that was really, really fun to get to, you know, to run around and experience all the things that the boat had to offer without having to 
feel pressured to go and do something. If you wanted to go back to your room or lay down, you could. It wasn't a big deal. You were on a boat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> what else were you going to do? Right, right. <laughs> you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, as you know, our Lauren. <gasps> yeah, Sandy's so going to go get him. Now. I'll get I don't know if last time he asked you uh, He one did. Question. He asked me about, like, my favorite food. I think my favorite movie. Yeah, he always asks the same yeah. questions. It'll be the same ones. <laughs> okay, we'll see if my answers have changed. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, no. again, you know, you come out a year later. A lot of times, the the answers will be different anyway. Yeah, I'm thinking grow. now. I'm trying to think of some <laughs> answers for him. <laughs> and of course, you know, we got our three year old. She's asleep right now, but when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Because we all y'all have mentioned there. that. You'll mention that whenever I was on here for the first time. And that was really, really exciting because I yeah, know that. Since she was probably two then, was it because it was, was it last year or earlier this year when you, it was last No, it was year. definitely last year. It was definitely. So she was two then, she's three We were now. definitely coming out of 2021, but we had. She's five foot two at 10 years old. I'm five foot four at 16. So you're about <laughs> to meet me, kid. So <laughs> she's about, you're about to pass her in height and she's 16. Okay. Mm, I think I'm five foot three. Oh no, now <laughs> of course now he says maybe five foot three. And he probably is because you, you might be taller than me. Maybe my doctor's wrong. Maybe I'm shorter yeah. than I think I am. <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Mm -hmm. I usually say some kind of fruit like watermelon or pineapple, but on my trip, I found a very big love for brownies. Uh -huh. So I'm gonna have to say brownies. Because <laughs> what was yours? Mine is pizza. It's I think pizza. you said that last time too. Pizza, yeah. pizza for a while, I know. <laughs> that don't change. Pizza <laughs> is the ultimate party food. No one can ever take pizza away from me. I don't care how yeah. old I am. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? I would say All American right now. It's a really, really good show. It has a lot to do with football and being a dancer and watching on the sidelines. It doesn't really educate me a lot, <laughs> but whenever my parents ask me what I'm watching, it's usually All American. And they're asking me what I'm learning from it. And I say, oh, well, I'm learning how to understand the football whenever I'm on the sidelines. And it's not very true, but that's always my excuse on how I get to watch it. Because <laughs> what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. You said SpongeBob last time too, I think. Yeah. My sister used, I used to uh, spend the night in my sister's room a lot whenever I was really, really little. And we would go to sleep watching SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, Zoe 101. <laughs> All of the Nickelodeon and Disney Channel originals, and it is the best. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Oh my gosh, you're thinking some good ones. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. I would have to say Love Struck. It's a really, really, really cute movie. It. A lot of people don't know about it actually, and I haven't seen it in quite a long time. But I, every time I get bored and I don't know what movie to watch and there's nothing new out, I always try to go find that movie because it is just such a sweet and cute little story. And what's yours? Mine is Minions. I love that movie. My sister used to come home from dance camp with a Minion plushie for me every single year. And so I just have a little collection of Minion plushies somewhere <laughs> in my room. And yeah. it, I just have them. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin loves them too. That if we're in the mall, she always looks for minions. If there's a minion, we got to go over there. Yeah, yeah, you got to go get the minion. Always got to go get the minion. <laughs> <laughs> they they've built a really strong brand, I tell you, because it catches your attention. For they, sure. I mean, how can you miss? Cute. How can you miss a little yellow dude about <laughs> the height of probably me? 
<laughs> running around in overalls and with one eye. <laughs> They're cute. Right. Yeah. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for my questions. <clears throat> so doing the pageants that you've done so far, what have you learned about yourself the most? I get asked this question a lot, actually. And I think I have a different answer for it every time. But <laughs> after going through COVID and, you know, juggling school with pageants is definitely a big, big thing that you have to maintain whatever your title holder because you can be pretty and you can be able to speak well, but if you don't have a good education to back you up, then, I mean, you can't really yeah. be a role model if you can't say that you have to value your education. And so I would have to say that I think I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Oh, and wow. I know that is kind of gloomy or depressing to say because we <laughs> like to think of ourselves as invincible in as many case scenarios as possible. You know, I can, I've been through this, I've been through that. I can, I can handle whatever being thrown at me. And oftentimes a lot of people can't, we really can stay strong and fight through whatever battles we're being given. But one of the main things that I've learned is that whenever everything's laid at your feet at the end of the day and you have all these problems and these issues and things that you have to work through and overcome, Mm -hmm. is that sometimes it can be overwhelming. And the biggest thing that helps you get through that is admitting that you can't do it alone. And so whenever you ask me about the team behind me, I really, really like that question because there's been so many times where either chores don't get done and just the simplest thing like that can stress you out. Because you know, you're living in this house, your parents are paying for a lot of things and you want to be able to help out and Make sure that you're giving and carrying your weight in the house. And so even doing small things like chores, not being able to get those done or not having time to practice vocals as much as I like to, or maybe feeling like I'm not pulling my weight on dance team because I don't have time to go over a routine or learn a new skill. Just simple things like that really, really add up and build up, especially if it goes on for long periods of time. And so having a team behind you that's ready to catch you and ready to help you whenever you really need it makes you feel as though everything's going to be okay even whenever you do have to admit at the end of the day i can't do this alone and that i need the people around me so what's surprised you the most about the industry about the pageant industry yeah it's nothing like toddlers and tiaras <laughs> <laughs> it is nothing like toddlers and tiaras now toddlers and tiaras is definitely more glitz based and a lot of people don't yeah. know what glitz is glitz is a very very amped amped up there's like natural pageants i i like to say that i compete in just pageant pageants and then there's glitz pageants and glitz pageants are amped up over the top big hair lots of glitter lots of sequins and don't get me wrong pageant pageants have their fair share of that as well but i like to think that glitz is just like a next level step that i was never a part of but i, I did always watch toddlers and tiaras on youtube whenever they started airing it there and i was shocked at how some of the little girls They'd be seven, eight, nine, ten years old talking to their moms as if they were dirt underneath their feet. And I did not understand it whatsoever because at the end of the day, if I didn't have my mom and I didn't have my sister and I didn't have my sport team, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all, being able to talk about the things that I am because I wouldn't have anyone behind me helping me build what hashtag you're enough and who I am today. And exactly. so... 
It's mm -hmm. definitely nothing like toddlers and tiaras. And that gives the whole industry a bad name, that type of show. That's, yes, the, bad, that's the bad part. Because yeah. people say, see, that's what it's about. And, and that's it's not. a perception. Then. It's definitely not about that. And there, don't get me wrong, a lot of things on TV are definitely masked or made to look worse than they are. So there are yeah. several, yeah. several glitz industry pageants, I'm sure, that... The little girls don't behave like that. And they edit just what they want to edit. And they edit. To, I mean, you have to make TV interesting. That's why reality <laughs> TV exists, because they want something that's real. But in actuality, there's a lot of things in this world that just aren't, unfortunately. And so mm -hmm. there's not not all glitz pageants are like that. But toddlers and tiaras being a glitz pageant system, making that seem how all pageant girls act is definitely a bad bad rap as entertaining as it can be sometimes and it don't help every time a movie comes out with pageant girls in it you know uh -huh. one of the favorite things okay one of my favorite things that i really really like is miss congeniality and i uh -huh. hadn't watched miss congeniality until i started competing in pageants and everyone was always asking me what's your favorite movie what's your favorite movie and i'd say my favorite movie and it wasn't miss congeniality and they were very very confused they're like but you're a pageant girl i'm like okay but i have more, okay i have more than four sides to me <laughs> my favorite movie is not Miss Congeniality. However, there are some really, really sweet moments in that movie. But the the joke about what would you describe as your perfect date? And she says April 25th because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. You just need a light sweater or something like that. I think that also kind of gives us a bad name because it kind of gives that dumb blonde or ah, airhead vibe. But, you know, the ending of the movie, having the star of the movie be this powerful strong woman who maybe didn't necessarily enjoy pageants but was considered extremely congenial was definitely a trait that i saw in a lot of pageant girls whenever i first started and so that movie definitely has some moments where i look at it and i'm like mm, that doesn't really happen but there's also always those moments in other movies where i'm just looking at it and i'm like that's sweet i'm happy to say that i'm a part of a business and an organization that truly does have those sweet, memorable moments. Love that. So where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I am a junior. I'm, going, I'm an upcoming junior in high school now, which means that I only have one year left after that. So hopefully I'll be going into college at LSU. I want to major in business and marketing management with a minor in mathematics and then go get my real estate license and my broker's license. I love, 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 you know, looking at houses, looking at the architecture, the molding of them. Everything about homes and real estate has always been something that just kind of piques my interest. I also love numbers. Math is one of my favorite subjects. It's always been one of my favorite subjects. And so to, you know, also be in a business that deals with something that I've always enjoyed is also really fun. I've never seen myself working a normal desk job or working a normal job where I just kind of, you know, get up every day, cozy on through it. So I just wanted to have a future that I was really, really looking forward to because I knew I was going to love what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe I'll get there and I'll decide that real estate isn't for me because I've, you know, I've never done it before. But <laughs> the only thing I know to do right now is to completely buy into the process of life and by the process of going through college and figuring everything out as it comes to me and dealing with the hurdles and the struggles as they come. But I'm hoping that real estate is where I feel as though I 
have my happy place whenever it comes to a and job. And your generation's had to go through a little bit more than like our generation because, of course, when you add the pandemic into the mix, yeah, when you add the um, possibility yes. of economy crashing soon, I mean, your generation is really probably like scared to death of what they're going to do. Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of kids. I mean, a lot of us don't talk about what happens in the real world. We want we're teenagers. We want to ignore what's actually going on around us <laughs> yes. as long as possible before it becomes our problem. Yeah. And so I know a lot of kids won't talk about it. They don't want to talk about politics. They don't want to talk about mm -hmm. all the mm -hmm. issues that need to be dealt with, because if we don't start to, I view it as if we don't start to formulate opinions now, mm -hmm. then whenever we're old enough to have a say, we're not going to have an opinion to voice and it's going to be too late. Mm -hmm. We kind of have to make up our minds and we kind of have to start looking at the world as it is right now and following it so that whenever we get into those positions of power and we get to the age of voting or, you know, being able to look at what's going on around us, we have opinions and we mm -hmm. have a way to really become a interactive member in our society and make a difference. Love that. So let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you are a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you have made it in your eyes. All what right. do you hope you never forget through that process? I would say with my platform, a big part of it is, you know, sharing my story. And whenever I create share a story, change a life, I created it because I could preach my story all day until I'm blue in the face and it may only reach a certain amount of people. But with Share a Story Change a Life, you're able to reach so many more because they come from so many different backgrounds and different circumstances. Even if their story may be quite similar at the end of the day, their journey was different, their path was different. Yeah. And so I hope that I never forget that the people around you are living too. And whenever I say that, I mean that it's very, very easy you know, God created us in perfect in his eyes and we are all made in sin. And so it's very, very easy for us to forget that we're not the only people on earth, that there's people around us struggling mm -hmm. and there's people around us living as well. And that not everyone's story is the same as ours. You may be at a really good point in your life and the people beside you might be at one of the most horrific, awful points in their life. And you have to be able to have compassion and empathy for the people that are around you. And that's one of the biggest things that pageants has really taught me is how to be empathetic towards the people around me and understand where they're coming from and just really hone in and listen to a conversation instead of getting so caught up in my own life because the people around me are living too. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things that inspire you? I would have to say my friends, you know, with pageants, there's all these beautiful, lovely young ladies who have amazing purposes and amazing stories that they really want to share and they want to get out there. And one of the main things that I've learned is that my story isn't like the person next to me and their story isn't like mine. And though we may have had some of the same struggles, we're not the exact same. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm friends with Rebecca Wallace. She crowned me whenever I was junior and now we're competing in the volunteer system together, yeah. which is mm -hmm. so, so much fun because I never thought that I would be competing alongside her, but I'm so excited to be able to. And her story is completely different from mine. Yeah. But yeah. I've learned so much over the past few years just from hearing her experiences and, you know, reading her posts on Instagram and learning just about who she is as a person, 
more and more as we've gotten closer. And so I would have to say that my friends have definitely been a big inspiration and big turning point in my life whenever it comes to learning more about the world around me. Yes. Uh, what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? I got asked one time who my favorite movie star was. If I wanted to go have lunch with anyone, yeah. um, who would it be? Whether they were dead, whether they were alive. And my answer is always Audrey Hepburn because Audrey oh, Hepburn, God. no matter how famous she got, she went back to her roots and mm -hmm. she volunteered in her community and she gave back to the people that gave so much to her at one point. Yeah. And I want to be remembered and I want to be known as someone who did the same. I don't, no matter how far away I move, whether it's to California or whether I go to LSU and I stay in Louisiana, I want to always be able to come back home and know that the people around me know how valued and appreciated they were by me, that I valued their support, that I appreciated their love and the comfort that they gave me whenever I was going through my hard times and that they're never going to be forgotten no matter how much success or how many opportunities I'm given. Love that. Love that. And if you could say anything to your followers, what would you want to tell them? Thank you. <laughs> I know that's kind of cliche, but whenever I really look at my platform and I look at where I started and look at where I am now, I started my platform because, and I started my Instagram page, honestly, because I thought you had to have one. I thought you had to have an Instagram page with your platform and everything to compete. Yeah. And I started it and I never thought, I'm about to hit a thousand followers. I never thought that it would be what it is today. And I never thought that I would have people and little girls coming up to me and saying that they really, really like what I'm doing and that they read what I'm doing and that it helps them or that they look in the mirror and they think of themselves different now because of what I've said. Wow. And so I want to say thank you because without them, I wouldn't have the fight and the courage and the power and the inspiration to keep going and keep creating new fun things for hashtag you're enough to be a part of. Definitely love that. So as we close out here, um, what advice would you give that young girl that wants to do what you do? You don't have to change. You just have to acknowledge what your weaknesses are. A big thing whenever I started pageants was that I thought everyone around me was perfect. And I thought that I had to be perfect too. And that was the best way that you, you know, continue to grow and continue to develop and become better in this industry. And it's not true. You just have to acknowledge what your weaknesses are and work on them and hone in on them. I wasn't always a good talker. I wasn't always a good speaker because at one point in my life, I decided that I didn't want to be. And so I kind of let those skills go down the drain. I always was a very talkative child. And, you know, whenever everything happened, it was just easier for me to kind of close up. And mm -hmm. so yeah. whenever I got involved in pageantry again, I discovered that talking, which had at one point become such an ease and breeze for me, had now become a little bit of a struggle. And I didn't need to change who I was, and I didn't need to speak differently. I just needed to kind of gain some of that skill back. I just needed to acknowledge what my weaknesses were, and I needed to figure out where I wanted to be. You have to set a goal for yourself whenever you start all this, because without a goal, you're kind of just running and blind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's really easy to get caught up in it all and spend a lot of money and not know what you're doing because you think you know what's going on around you, but you don't. And so the best way to, you know, navigate through this crazy world is to have a goal. And that's with anything in life, whether that's pageants or not. Mm -hmm. 
it's easier to get through what you're going through if you have a goal, if you know where you're going and if you know where you started from. Yeah, because when you when you go through the struggle part of life and everybody goes through struggles, um, if you don't have that goal, that vision that you're looking to, the struggles will take you out. But yeah. when you know where you're going down the road and you can see like, you know what, this is the dream. This is it. This is what I want. Then when things come at you, you're able to fight through that because, you know, it's worth it to get through that. But without without knowing where you're going. Well, then you're like, okay, is this even worth it? Right. And whenever I talked about, you know, acknowledging your weaknesses and looking at everything at the end of the day laid at your feet, it's easy to let those things overwhelm you. I know getting back from my trip and just packing for camp and then realizing that, you know, I have an interview. I have two interviews today. I have four Mm -hmm. locks whenever I get back. I have to finish my wardrobe. I have to work on my walk. Just all those things, whenever you look at them, it's a process to get to where you want to go. But if you don't have that process and you don't recognize it as a step-by-step instruction rather than as an overwhelming list, Mm -hmm. then it will take you out. Exactly. So tell everybody how they can find you. I have three Instagrams, and I know that sounds like a lot, but... (laughs) <laughs> holds a very special place in my heart. I have my It's Larissa Gaines. It's with a Z. And it's just my name. And then it's at the very beginning with a Z. And then I have my life with Larissa. If you look it up, you should be able to find it. It's underscore life dot with dot Larissa underscore. Or if you just look up life with Larissa, you should be able to find it as well. And then I have my You Are Enough account. Same underscore, same periods and all the same places. Mm-hmm. Like I is with my life with Larissa account, except the word R is just the letter. And so on there, I do a lot of hashtag you're enough promotion and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot, a lot of fun. That's really, really honed in and focused on that, making sure that if you don't want to see all the pageant related stuff, you have somewhere where you can really just go and focus on what my platform's talking about and it not be pageant related whatsoever. Definitely love that. So, you know, we really enjoyed having you today and we look forward to having you back a third time. Absolutely. I would love to come back. You're always welcome. Yes. Thank you. You These are my favorite interviews. Well, thanks. We definitely enjoy that. that. Thank you. Bye. Free time. Bye. Hey.